What is up, internets? And welcome to the Devil's Advocate for Self-Defense Debate podcast number. I didn't look at the last one. So the number of the one after the one we did a while ago. Coming back on the show, we have my friend Dan. I love talking with Dan. Always great conversations. Dan was just on the uh, Wim Demir podcast and you were on Ian Abernathy's podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dan's becoming kind of a big deal. We luckily booked him for the show, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, If it's your first time to the show, if you don't know who I am, maybe you're a fan of Dan from all of his recent podcast appearances, uh, and you're looking for more information on him, here's how this works. Uh, This show is a debate-based format where we take topics, hot button or not, in the self-defense, martial arts, and combatives industry, and we debate them. Um, When I say debate, I don't mean argument. The point of the show is to, number one, learn that you can disagree without not being friends anymore. And number two, to learn how to kind of critically think. A lot of the stuff that's done in, um, especially martial arts and self-defense, is very eminence-based. Being somebody's famous, they say something, we take their word for it, and we don't really critically think too much about it. In fact, um, not only are we doing it here on my Patreon, we're doing a, we're calling it the Critical Breakdown Book club where we read uh big time self-defense instructors books and decide is that important does that matter is that updated right so i think there's more critical thinking in this space and this is what the show is about so really quickly here's how the show works we have two rules rule number one is we start as friends we leave as friends so at no point in time will hopefully myself or dan get so angry that we never talk to each other again i don't think that's going to happen me and dan go way back but You never know. I'm a divisive character. Uh, Number two is uh, we have 15 logic fallacies that we try to stay within. They're usually sent ahead of time. I didn't send them to Dan. Um, Dan doesn't usually make the logic fallacies. We should be okay. But if we get caught or you, the listener, catch us in a logic fallacy, you can put in the comments below when you're done listening to the show. We have to take a page out of Rory Miller's Conflict Communications book. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Say... I'm sorry for using that logic fallacy. And then secede our turn to the other person with the caveat of if you cannot talk your way out of it being a fallacy. So there's been multiple times on the show where someone's been called out on a fallacy, like, whoa, 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 it's not a fallacy. It's actually, I was doing this, this, and this. So uh, communication is important. The show lasts 20 minutes. Dan or the guest has the first four minutes to set up the debate in the way they see fit. This is so everybody listening can realize this show was not intimidating. It's super fun. I've asked a whole bunch of people to be on the show. Everybody's intimidated by, I'm not, I wasn't even in debate club. I'm not that good, number one. Number two is this is supposed to be a fun thing. So we set it up to stack the cards in the guest advantage. Now, normally we decide ahead of time which side of the debate we're going to take on the topic. Today, we are doing the Miller coin flip because Dan and I kind of see, we're assuming we see pretty eye to eye on this. So it's going to be interesting. So Dan, first off, before we go any farther, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, as you said, my name is Dan. I'm a martial artist from Germany, primarily do Aikido and I teach self-defense. I'm also an instructor for Rory Miller's Conflict Communications. And I do some consulting work with that as well um, for companies to kind of tweak their communication stuff. Um, And I run a website called Harmon Harmony, which is about primarily if you're an Aikido instructor and you want more self-defense stuff, that's where you can find it. 
Awesome. And you're really, you're really kind of getting big in the Aikido space, right? Well, um, in a very limited niche of it. Right. The people that want the actual like self-defense stuff and don't just want the rest of it. Yeah, I'm slowly, slowly getting more known. That makes sense. And that's, that's, how, that's how it works, right? One, one podcast at a time, one, uh, one seminar appearance at a time, one whatever. Awesome. So Dan, if you want more information on him, we will do the promo train at the end of the show. The topic we are doing today is should martial arts be modernized? So in that thought process, should like the traditional martial arts, karate, Aikido, et cetera, should they go through a, uh, a revamp in order to stay relevant? Is that correct, Dan? That's pretty much, yeah. Okay, right. cool. So we are going to flip a toonie because I'm Canadian, not from the United States. I'm a Canadian. So we have uh, a toonie, which is our $2 coin, two loonies. Loonies are $1 coin. And uh, that's the end of your Canadian education. So Dan, do you want, okay, let's say, so Dan, hmm, how do we do this? Heads, Dan, you are pro-modernization. Tails, you are against modernization. Works for me. Flip, boom. It is heads. So heads, you are pro-modernizing the systems. Yes? Okay, yes. Awesome. Good. All right, so we are going to start the clock. Dan has up to four minutes. Because this was a coin flip, I'm going to talk a little bit longer so uh, Dan can get his thoughts together because it was a coin flip. Um, don't forget, we always have final thoughts on Patreon. We've actually upped our Patreon subscription quite a bit. We've added vlogs to the lowest level, so you get a, a weekly vlog. We talk. I talked about my trip with Rory. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about my experience with COVID and bronchitis. Super fun for Randy. Um, and then we're going to go through a pet peeve kind of mini rant. Um, if you want the extra context, at the end of the show, we always do what's called final thoughts. And that's our actual opinions and thoughts. Uh, some of the best content is on there. It's only five US dollars a month. I highly recommend jumping on. Dan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So Dan is pro-modernization. I am against modernization. Go. Okay. So there's a couple of reasons why I think doing some degree of modernization is really, really important. And to just make this clear from the beginning, I'm not talking about just updating things for updating sake. I'm talking about modernization when it's done well. The primary reason why I think this is important is because compared to when these martial arts were developed, the environment today is different. The threats that people might face are different. The legal environment is different. How we live is different. And very importantly, the students that show up are different. They come from different physical and mental places. Their lives look different. So in order to address these things, it's absolutely critical that we do update the martial arts in an intelligent way. The other big thing that I want to say is uh, when this did, this is a very common debate on the internet, at least in traditional martial arts spaces. And something that people seem to forget is that martial arts have always evolved. Like this is not a new thing. Martial arts have always been updated. Um, you know, we, we sort of, when we say traditional martial arts, often we, kind of pick an arbitrary point in the development of that art to crystallize it. And we say, now this is how it is traditional. And from now on, it shall never change. And that's not how it's historically worked at all ever. So that's kind of, that's kind of my second reason. So we, we have a necessity for updating because the environment suggests that this would be a good idea. And then also, this is not actually a new process. The fixing it in place from the way that it was done at a particular time is actually non-traditional. 
And that's actually all I want to do for the intro. I'm happy to jump into the conversation. Sure, now. sounds great. Okay, so obviously my job as a devil's advocate is to counter these points. So number one, I think, uh, so number one, for my, my opinion on this, uh, on the opposite side is, I don't think there is a need to update the arts because there are other arts that do that fine. So when people look at traditional arts, it's we're under the assumption here that people are only taking martial arts to get good at fighting. And that is untrue. People are taking it for cultural sake, they're taking it for fitness, they're taking it for um, understanding of biomechanics and a whole bunch of other reasons. So if the only purpose of martial arts was to be better at fighting, I would agree we would need to forcibly or at least uh, intellectually move forward the art. But if I'm looking for confidence, fitness, a way to develop my children into a leadership program, it doesn't really matter what the physical movement is. It matters more that they're doing something. So is there a need to update the arts? I don't think there is because if you're looking for just purely the physical modern day version of it, we already have that. It's called combatants. There's no need to force that into it. And I think we talked about, I really like your point about we arbitrarily pick a point and crystallize it. But I think the point where we arbitrarily crystallize it is where it is the most itself. Because if you look at a convergent evolution type of thought process, an elbow is an elbow is an elbow, uh, a knee, a knee is a knee. Eventually everything kind of looks the same, right? If you're good at Aikido, if you're good at karate and you go to a jujitsu school, it's not going to take you very long to adapt to the techniques other than maybe the language and the terms. There's only so many ways a neck can twist, only so many ways a knee can bend. So I think they crystallized the point where it looked like itself before it started looking like mixed martial arts. Dan. Okay, so I agree with some of that. Um, I agree that one of the great things we have nowadays is that if you don't like what an art does, you can find something else. I really wanna address your last point though, because mm -hmm. that one I profoundly disagree with. Sure. Um, I mean, I think that that would be like the ideal case and martial art crystallizes when it's kind of like reached its peak of individuality, mm -hmm. right? And then, but the thing is that if you look at some of the popular martial arts, that's not what happened. Particularly, I'm going to use karate as an example here because we actually have good records for that one. If you look at a lot of what is being sold as traditional karate, does things that are not traditional, it's crystallizing it at the point where it was A, introduced into the Japanese school system, and then be brought over to the West. It looks quite different from the karate that was done in the early 20th century in Okinawa. And a lot of the people who are actually doing the modernizing, which I think, you know, again, I think is an important process. What they're doing is going back to that because the point where it crystallized is exactly not the point where it was most effective or most itself. It was the point where it, it's become kind of a, kind of a, a, it's become this weird mix of like traditional training methods that don't actually address the modern problems, right? So, so what so are yeah, you not on. just proving my point? Because you're saying they did modernize it and the modernization didn't work. So now they're going back to a more traditional stance. I did, yes. But, <laughs> but. but here's, here's the thing, right? Yeah. This more traditional stance actually, traditional stance actually includes modernization because the instructors at that point were using the most modern training methods and they were using methods at the time. Yes. There is pictures of Funakoshi using protective equipment. If they were around nowadays, they would absolutely update it to use focus mitts and to use the equipment that we have around these days. 
you know that's just the example for karate and that's the thing like we have records for historical european arts we have records dating from we have treatises from 1320 all the way through to the modern day showing how these arts evolved over time so it, it, it's always been again I, I know i'm reiterating this point but it's always been a part of the process and i think that the saying that sort of combatives fits, hits all the needs for fighting isn't necessarily true because combatives combatives got its stuff from somewhere right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it draws it a lot from traditional arts i don't actually know that many instructors and combatives and self-defense who don't have a traditional arts background to some degree agree like these things do come from that. As far as what you said with where, if you want things other than combat, so I agree that, like, I completely agree that combat isn't the only reason to do martial arts, right? 100% agreement. But it is part of the reason, A, and I'm going to leave that aside for now. But the other reasons, a lot of them are things that come out of the modern lifestyle. When these martial arts were developed, it's not like, you know, the, the art that you learned so that your village wouldn't get raided by bandits, you were doing oh well it's so that you can learn more confidence and discipline in school that that's this is again a modern thing and i think it does make sense to if you're going to do that tailor the art to it not to mention actually sorry let me let you respond to that but no so uh yeah i'd like to respond so then wouldn't you say that the combatives i agree every single i don't care who you are every single traditional uh every single combative self-defense guy has a gi in their closet all of us everyone i do too isn't that then the modernization and there's no need to modernize the traditional art because the modernization is coming with combatives. It's coming with that update. So I don't think so. Okay. Based on, I have a background in traditional arts. I've also done self-defense. I don't have as strong a combatives background. So take okay. it with a grain of salt. But one of the advantages that traditional arts have, and keep in mind that like for people who are into traditional martial arts, Aikido, Judo, and Karate are modern arts a lot of the time. Right there's all the stuff but one of the things that traditional arts do in my opinion better than combatives is integration the body mechanics the mindset the philosophy the culture it all integrates into something usually very effective and that's why a lot of the stories about people who are really spectacular come from these martial arts of course when they're not done well also the stories of a lot of people who just really really suck come from those martial arts and that's why keeping in line with modern training methods and the problems that we actually face is important. I think these arts should be maintained. Plus, there's a big, big cultural component, again, since we're talking non-combative reasons, that if we just, you know, if, if everything was combatives, we kind of forget. And if the traditional arts didn't keep, like the cultural component is partly tied to the martial effectiveness. So it is important to update that. Otherwise, you might as well just write down what the martial art used to do and leave it aside because these used to be living arts. So you know? I think that is fine. If if your focus is fighting, who cares what the Japanese name of an elbow strike, as long as it knocks somebody out, it doesn't matter. With the so what I'm hearing is it sounds like people have tried to modernize these martial arts and they've failed extensively every single time. So why even keep trying if failure seems to be the metric of when they try to modernize? So I don't think this is a logical fallacy. There's the micro one. There's a little bit of a straw man with the failed every single time. Right. Okay. So name an art that modernized well, traditionally to uh, now. Judo. Do you think that modernized? Well, it modernized the sport. Sure. I mean, 
Actually, so is karate sport, in, is in sport our benefit then? So MMA is the ultimate adaptation. So what my point is with, yeah. the, I'm saying that a lot of the times modernization has failed, yes, because it has to be done well and has to be done very carefully. Right. Right. You can't just take an, you know, an existing system that's well-developed and then say, you know, I'm just going to add some tweaks here because particularly, you know, because, oh, because I saw this thing in a combatives magazine. So we're going to do that now. Right. Yeah. Like when BJJ got big and everybody suddenly found, you know, whatever art secret ground fighting techniques, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that. All of a sudden, everybody had ground fighting. We all had it the whole time, didn't you know? Right, I mean, like just, you know, because you're for something doesn't mean you're for the bad version of it. Like I'm for modernization, I'm not for poor modernization. Mm -hmm. I think that it, it it's worked a lot of the time, not necessarily on the scale of a whole art. Right. Sometimes it probably has, but a lot of the time it's worked on you know, on smaller scales, and it's been very effective. You find very good karate dojos, very good judo dojos, very good Aikido dojos that have incorporated modern techniques that do address modern problems. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the biggest areas, and this kind of ties back to what you said with, it doesn't matter what the physical movements are, mm -hmm. is that um, we just know so much more about physical training, anatomy, what are healthy training methods, what are effective training methods, and these things need to be incorporated into the art. And, you know, the thing is that, especially if you do an art that's was originally developed for people who spend their time their sits are either like they're, they're kneeling or they're squatting and you take people who sit on chairs and work in offices it absolutely matters what the physical movements are because your joints will hate you and you will get permanent damage if these things are not updated properly so there are really important reasons outside of the combat side i so i agree with that but i don't think you need a cultural attachment to talk about how to squat properly is what i'm saying there's there's no necessary need for you to learn mobility in Japanese because you're in karate. We can just learn mobility in English in an updated program, right? So you said the cultural component was tied to the martial effectiveness, and I don't think that's true. Well, that one, I, I think we might have to agree to disagree because, I mean, we can agree that mindset is quite important mm -hmm. for the combative effectiveness. And I think that mindset in quite a lot of these arts is culturally tied. That it has to be culturally tied to Japan? No. And this is one of the arguments, I or to whatever country it comes from, this is one of the things in favor of modernization. Our Aikido organization, just to use one personal example, when our instructor, he trained in the 60s, he trained with a sensei, he trained with a lot of the big shots there. When he left, one of them took him aside and was like, look, when you go back, you know, keep in mind that this part of it is the Japanese culture. This part of it is Aikido. You teach that part the way you need to teach it to Westerners, mm -hmm. which to me is like updated, you know? So what I'm saying with the cultural component is because what you're saying is what you said earlier, if I understood you correctly, is if you want combat effectiveness, just get rid of that and do combatives. No, because what I'm saying is if that component of fighting is the important thing, then do combatives because combatives talks about mindset and all that kind of stuff as well, right? They just don't link it to Zen tradition or Buddhist tradition or whatever, but they still talk about it, right? So mindfulness is mindfulness. Every culture has that. You don't know one culture has that so much better that learning it in that style is going to make you more effective physically, I don't believe. No, I agree with that. And I don't think it's objectively making you more effective. I think having it, th these arts, again, they're integrated holes. So having the cultural and the mindset component together with that expression of physical movement, because yes, an elbow is an elbow, but there are mechanical expressions that are different. Like there okay. are, if you learn different arts, there are things that will just not mesh together very well. So there are reasons. That's one reason modernization has to be done carefully because you can't just like tack something on, right? Right. Um, but 
I, I think that there are pe people find these cultural components quite meaningful. And I think that in some ways they get cheapened when you have the sort of a, the McDojo version of it, when you have kind of like pseudo, you know, pseudo oriental sayings and stuff like this with a watered down version of the art. I, I think agree. you're much better preserving a combatively effective art through intelligent updates while maintaining the aspects of the culture that you know that are that you find compatible with what you're trying to do. What so this I think this is the, the crux of the should it be modernized? Because I still I still not convinced it should be, but what what is intelligent? What what's the goalpost, right? This is tricky. So arguably BJJ is modernized jujitsu. Is that better for self-defense? It's been modernized, right? Like it's it's interesting, like where the metric is going to be. Like you, your example was judo. Judo is effective in a sport-based manner. Old school judo was actually more effective to fuck a motherfucker up, right? But new school judo is like land them on their back. It looks better for blah blah blah. Get them in the pin. Get to this position. BJJ, arguably the same thing. It's probably one of the most modernized arts. Did they do it successfully? For what the art was designed for? No. Did they do it successfully for customer retention? Yes. So what is the metric for modernization? What is intelligent modernization? Well, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I mean, and, and ultimately, I mean, the, 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 you know, the stupid answer is it depends, right? Like, that's yeah, of course, the, that's, the, it's not right. stupid, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever, like what I, I think as long as it has to be in sync with what you're trying to achieve, right? I think there, there are some things that, my personal opinion, there are some things that should objectively always be modernized, which are the training methodology should be in line with the best stuff we have. The social dynamics in a lot of traditional arts are in our culture profoundly unhealthy. Okay. And okay. that should that should be modernized, like the way that the student student teacher relationships. Right, right. Um, so there are a couple of things. Everything else, it's kind of like it has to be in line with what the stated objective or what you want for the art. And one of the points you brought up is really interesting, which is, is it good for the original purpose? Right. Well, does the original purpose still apply? And original purpose from when? Because if you take jujitsu, you know, jujitsu is, is a great example because with traditional Japanese arts, people have this idea that you had like battlefield samurai, and then it magically jumped into like the modern arts, like modern jujitsu, judo, aikido, this stuff. That's not true. There's like, several centuries in between where these arts you know a couple got preserved and that's very rare and for those like for like super old school hardcore preserved traditional arts you know i'm not saying everything needs to be modernized but i'm saying like that's one of the problems with this discussion is we're talking martial arts martial arts is really broad right yeah but i'm yeah. saying on balance most things but there's a couple of centuries where you know things changed and the original purpose maybe no longer applied like even if you're staying traditional, the update of jujitsu uh, of Japanese sword arts in the Edo period, you know, there weren't a lot of large-scale battles anymore where samurai really played that much of a role. Like they had guns and it was a pretty peaceful time. So it became sword schools became more about dueling. A lot of the martial arts became more about preserving this idea of, you know, once we were warriors type of things. Um, so this, whether the original purpose of the art is a good metric. This I don't know. Maybe for some arts, like karate is apparently was a self-defense art to begin with. So for that one, yeah. Well, this this is what you said earlier in the debate, right? You're like, this was designed for people coming to your village. I'm like, well, the original tent is this, and now it's changed, right? So, anyways, we have two minutes left. Uh, closing arguments. Okay. Um, 
Right. So one of my closing arguments. So I think I've made most of the things that I that I want to say. Um, okay. One of the things that I want to add is though, even if you want to preserve traditional arts as what they are, you have to do preservation through adaptation. Again, you have a different environment. You have different students. You have different threats. You have a different legal framework. You have people spending different, more people spending less time in the arts usually, like. So you, you do have to make this, these adaptations, even if you want to preserve it as close to the original form. If you just teach the old stuff in the same way, the result is not going to be the same. The second thing is, and this is, I'm 100% guilty of this, part of how we do this debate is like, oh, there's these pressures on the arts to change because the threats are different, the students are different. There's also just so much more opportunities. We have information sharing between martial arts and martial artists on an unprecedented scale. Changes in this case is not a threat, it's a great opportunity to bring in outside knowledge, to bring in stuff that others have done, to have even historical records on unprecedented scale to update these things. So I think it's a great opportunity and should 100% be done. All right, so I got a minute left for my closing argument. My closing argument is this. I think the resource material should stay the resource material and the new stuff should be new stuff. Uh, I, I'm not, ad I don't want to advocate because I want to teach karate differently, I'm going to go back in time and edit the karate text. I'm just going to write a new book. So I'm going to use karate, jujitsu, Aikido, all those things to make an eclectic new thing, drawing upon those resources, as opposed to going back and editing those resources for my purposes. All right, everyone. Thank you. So Dan, anything else? We have 44, 45 seconds. You want to shut me up? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think a lot of the old stuff needs to be edited. I think the most of the people that were around back then would probably agree with me. Like where when the stuff was actually used would probably agree that these things actually, the modern methods are great opportunities that they should use to make their art better. I don't know if they agree with you. That's why there's so many family styles, but maybe that's another debate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. So we are done the debate. Don't forget. We chose a side through a coin today. So if you want to hear our actual thoughts on this topic, which are going to be probably pretty similar, uh, jump over to Final Thoughts on Patreon, patreon.com slash Live. $5 level, you get that in a weekly vlog for me, me talking about stuff. Uh, week three, I have a rant. Um, expect weekly vlogs. The higher levels, level two, we're adding um, hangouts and some extra stuff, always the online classes. Don't forget we have... 15 or 16 educational-based uh, presentations on where predators hide, et cetera, et cetera, stalking. Et cetera. Uh, and then at the next level, we have the physical class instructor level. If you want to get instructor coaching, and this is where people get confused. It's not, I'm not certifying instructors. I am coaching people to become better instructors. Those are different things. So what we're doing there is we're doing a weekly um, coaches corner tip thing where I give tips and talk about stuff. There's monthly assignments where people have to like the assignment this month is they have to build me a three hour seminar. I give them my format, how I build seminars, all the information, they got to send it to me. We're going to critique it. And then we're doing our critical book club where we're picking apart books. So if you're interested in any of those levels, patreon.com slash Randy King live. Dan, I'm done promoting. Where can they find you? Right. So the easiest is harmonharmony.com, which is my website and blog. You can also find seminar info there. Um, I'm also on Patreon under Harmon Harmony, where on tier one, you get work in progress, which is uh, mostly addressing Aikido criticisms, learning in the martial arts, and the occasional thing on fraud prevention. Tier two is straight up how to add self-defense stuff to your Aikido or other martial arts practice, mostly soft skills. Cool. 
All right, everybody, come to, oh, wait, one more thing. Uh, for the next two weeks, my Reality of Violence class is 75% off, four hours of education, great class, most popular thing you've ever done, 75% off, because I need Christmas money. So if you want to grab it, grab it, that would be great, share it, it's all over uh, Facebook. You absolutely should grab it, it's awesome. It's And it's like $47 Canadian, which is like 30 bucks, like, can get it this is the time to get it um you have unlimited access and you have access to the updates that we're actually recording and filming right now so uh this is a really cool thing what we're doing with our teachable our online programs is we're going to do live updates and treat it as a live document so if we get new information we're just going to replace the video not charge you for a new class so that's going to be really cool i think uh it's something that i always want come to patreon try to get too much of your money already now give me some money on patreon just kidding if you're not coming to patreon that's okay we have brandon seg on next week the topic is going to be do you quit martial arts or do you retire which is kind of an interesting topic so i'm very excited to do that one dan's like yeah that's all right that's a good one so brandon was a great one join us next week or join us on final thoughts either way i'm not the boss of you talk to y'all soon